I'm gonna take a picture of it instead. <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture of it instead. <laughs> That's uh, so wild. Twitch is so weird. I'm just gonna go right into the intro <laughs> so we get that out of the way. Yeah. Hello, everyone. We are back this week. Uh, it is October 29th, 2023. It is almost the spooky day. Uh, my name is Aaron, a.k.a. Gilgamushmush. We have the gentleman in the middle whose name is... Sam, sometimes goes by the rule of Jerk. And we have the gentleman on the right whose name is... Tedifer. Uh He said Tedifer for anyone who couldn't understand what came out of there. But um, <laughs> we are the Jointly, and... Uh, we are here back again this week to talk about this week. We're talking about talking about a lot of video games this week, right? Yeah, that's all that's coming <laughs> out on nowadays, you know. <laughs> yeah, Actor Strike is still going strong, so as it should. Absolutely. Um, I just had a complete brain fart. Someone, 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 ban the fart away, please. Uh, we have not too much to talk about today. But we are going to talk about things, and <laughs> the first thing on our agenda of things to talk about is that Daredevil has a new showrunner. Two new showrunners. Does it now? Oh, because yes. it, it, they, they just fired everyone, right? Not necessarily fired. I think they... I'm not sure what it was on, but all I know is that there are two. Uh, the prior people that were running the show before the strike were Chris Ord and Matt Corman, but now they will be credited as executive producers. The new showrunners oh, we have okay. coming up are, drumroll please, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Hi. You didn't wait for the drum roll. Team. I know, right? You I asked for the drum roll and then you just said it. <laughs> because I don't know how to time that well. <laughs> but that was timed well. That was timed perfectly. Yeah, timed. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, both of these two worked on episodes on Moon Knight, Loki, Season 2, and The Punisher. Uh, the showrunner's main objective is to kind of make it raw and action-focused like the original Netflix version. Uh, this Excellent. came about because Feige and his team looked at some of the footage and just didn't like it, really. So I think <laughs> this is kind of what we're going for. That's... I'm happy that they're going like back to the like Netflix version of it. Um, but yeah, it's kind of funny like thinking of Kevin Feige in a room just like <laughs> staring at this. Sitting in his living it. room, like in his underwear <laughs> or something like, I don't like this. <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> <He's> on. <laughs> We're starting from the beginning on this. Fuck all it. <laughs> all this work got done. Like, sorry. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping it gets, you know, I mean. I guess, you know, I haven't seen it, obviously. Yeah. But from what I've heard other people say about it, it wasn't great. Um, and yeah, hoping that this is a, a much more action-packed, much um, cooler, more like... I mean, I'm hoping to bring back the side characters from the Netflix show, since that's like one of the main, or the biggest things from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, just I want a Daredevil that's... You know, Faster, better, stronger, blinder. You know? <laughs> I was there any shots of him doing like the? I know this doesn't sound right. The echolocation fighting. I don't think they ever did. They had that okay. one scene in the first season where he was with Rosario Dawson's character, 
and he for a brief second was it you were able to see kind of like that world on fire that he was trying to describe yeah oh right that, that's i think the only time we ever saw it i'm pretty sure it's mean, like it's a cgi budget though so i think it's kind of assumed i always assumed that he could kind of see everything using his hearing like i never actually i never even thought about that 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 they never did a scene really other than that um mm -hmm. where it showed him like having those visuals or whatever um but yeah, I always kind of assumed that he could totally tell what was happening around him based on the noise. Yeah, gotcha. Because in the oh. comics, it looks really cool where it's like, I, I think it's like artistically pleasing to look at when it's just kind of like a black silhouette and the lines that they use in the comics yeah. to be able to show his abilities is really, really cool. And the way things bounce off walls and hit uh -huh. people. But that was my favorite part in the comics, how you can see that all. So I hope yeah. that they can do something like that. I just thought about that one scene from John Wick. Have you guys seen John Wick 4? I don't think... No, I haven't. I, yeah, no, I don't uh, think I've seen any of the John Wicks after 2. Oh, damn. They're good. Um, but so the fourth one, there's no spoiler in this, but um, there's a scene where, like, the place that he's fighting in is like this kind of um, condo or just kind of abandoned building with a bunch of rooms. But the cool thing about it was that you can see there was like an overhead view. So you can see the entirety of this building. And then like you can see people coming in through different doorways and how like John will react to people coming where he's at. And it's just so cool. And I imagine that oh, was like Daredevil. Yeah. I remember. But, like, using the sounds so like if it's footsteps, you can like kind of then see clearer that this person's coming towards them or something. And yeah. Yeah, oh, that'd be so cool. I remember but, reading yeah. about that scene because uh, I'm pretty sure the, the director and uh, he was saying he got inspiration from it from a video game. Um, mm -hmm. As a Frozen Synapse was one of the games. Frozen that, like, Synapse? Mm -hmm. Keanu, no, not Keanu Reeves. Uh, John Wick 4. Yeah, at this point, it's Keanu Reeves 4. You know? <laughs> <laughs> video game scene. Uh, the game that inspired John Wick 4. What is the game? Hotline Miami. Oh, oh, that's another one, yeah. Yeah, Hotline Miami is the one that I was thinking of. Because that's the, like, it does have the top-down view. Um, yes. Where you're just, like, running through the building, mowing people down. <laughs> so, uh, I, I do know what you're talking about when you're referencing this scene, is, is my point. <laughs> gotcha, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do it, guys. Do it, Marvel. <laughs> Come on. Get creative with your like superheroes. I want this like I want them to have their own personalities in terms of screen type presence in every single sense. Are you like I like are you also like looking for a bit more like abstractness with how they like sh show these scenes then it sounds like cuz that's a pretty I, Yeah. I mean, yes, because then it might get finally start kind of creeping them out of this hole they dug themselves in which is just kind of generic cookie cutter movie yeah, stuff absolutely so at least you can like establish a new i guess formula for that one character and then you can just take it through the series or however many movies you guys want to do go from there yeah totally i would definitely be behind that because uh, i don't know these these uh marvel movies have not been hitting if mm -hmm. you know what i, I know mean like the marvels comes out pretty soon too so i'm like hey we'll see how it goes but yeah does that? Oh well, that's already done. Cause it is. Uh, what's what's their name? Uh, 
they what they've been talking about walking away from from Captain Marvel. Uh, oh really? Brie yeah. Larson. Brie Larson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brie, Brie Larson uh, walking away. Captain Marvel. Ba ba ba. Captain Marvel Superstar leaves series. Oh wait, did did she do it? Oh shoot. Yeah. Oh, I think it's done. Wait. No, I don't think so. No, 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 I no. I've heard about that. Yeah. I thought I would have, I would imagine. I guess. Yeah. She. I. I know. I've been reading about. I, I can't find where it is right now, but um, like because of the backlash that 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 she's been receiving about Captain Marvel. Um, she's been like, 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 just like, like, I don't even want to do this shit anymore. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I remember when the first movie came around, she was, she was fairly like, really everyone's, this is, this is what we're doing. Um, I found a article that you're talking about. Okay. It's, um, from CBR. Yeah. It's just saying that, uh. So it's going in about 2019, talking about how she was unhappy playing the franchise role and how the future was unclear. Um, But I think it's the fact that the drama from the first couple movies with her in it. Yeah. But also the fact that they're projecting this movie to uh, not do well in box office. The Marvels? Yeah. But at the same because, time, it's not completely, like... I mean, yeah, it's about like, how Marvel's been really managed and how their movies have been dropping in quality, but it also is the fact that there's, like, almost no advertisement. They can't get the actors yeah. to do anything. So, it's, I mean, yeah, of course it's going to be pretty bad Yeah, in so terms of profit. Yeah. So it just seems that, like, everything that was going on before is kind of why CBR is talking about the Brie Larson. I think oh, okay. just click, click, click so this clicks is right now. Yeah, this is okay. new. yeah. It sounds more just like a opinion piece, and it is an actual yeah. reporting right. on, on right. Yeah, yeah. So that's good because I do. So with her, I do enjoy her as an actor in the sense that she's really good at like being the role. Mm-hmm. But I also am like annoyed that there's so much hate against her for like, the stupidest reason. Right. Yeah, it's just like it's because she's a woman. I'm like, really? That's not, yeah, that's not really a a reason. Everyone, come on. Right. I was just like, okay. So that's it. At least she's not quitting, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Because if she does, then it's just kind of like, well, that's good. But I think she kind of likes the attention. Not likes the attention, but she isn't bothered by it, and will still do her own. More like bring it on <laughs> instead of like. Right. Uh, all right. I'm out of here. Jackson. Yeah. Samuel Jackson like defended her. It was just like calling the people that were saying these things incels. So yeah. that's yeah. good though that she's not actually leaving. And yeah. we were able to find it out now. Good. But right going back to Disney and Marvel, I think that they what they're gonna do with Daredevil is great. What has happened with the Marvels is maybe from the past. So I who knows, right? Um, but at least we won't see Daredevil until maybe not for a while at this rate. Oh, I just he saw. I just saw a big spoiler. Uh, uh, Last blind joke. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, uh, 
I just saw a big spoiler for the Marvels. Apparently, oh, there's there was a no. there's, there's three a, of them. A, oh, really? Did you do? You, have you seen all three? What? Oh, but there's there are three. It's Kamala, uh, uh, yeah. Brie Larson, and then. Um, oh no! The post credit scene. There's like there's like apparently the post credit scene is leaked and and uh, it's like a pretty big reveal. I've heard that the end credit scene is going to have a prominent character that was like, quote unquote, perfect for their role, but was cut short. Yep. And that's and, all I know. And uh, I would have to agree. Uh, I don't want to give it away because this is. Yeah, no, we're not doing that on, on here. Oh, we'll, we'll man. Until after. And then we can talk about it then. Oh, man. If this is it, though, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm. I mean, I'm, I, well, we can take that offline. I, I'm kind of curious, but yeah, I, for everyone who doesn't want to hear that, let's let's uh, hold off until you know, actually our next podcast because we'll, we'll have it a week off anyway. Oh yeah, the, the, uh, the movie comes on the tenth, by the way, so it's like one week after next week. What? So, so oh. next week we're off since yeah, and since me and Ted aren't here, and then. Uh, Captain Marvel comes out the Friday after that, and then we can talk about it Sunday. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, okay, okay. Understood. I thought you meant that it was the Sunday after next week that you're going to be off. I was like, wait, I'm confused. We're just off forever now. We're done. Goodbye, everyone. Wait, no, don't listen to them. I'll I'll be here. (laughs) Okay, that's all for Daredevil. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, this there. I'm not going to even try like a, a funny transition on this one since the topic is not yet warranted for it, and it's very sad. Um, Matthew Perry, the one of the friends from Friends, passed away yesterday. Um, he was 54, and it was a possible uh, cardiac arrest uh, turn into a drowning incident. Um, very, very sorry to hear that. I'm so sad. I didn't watch the show. I I mean, I know Jeremy did. And then I think a couple of our partners also have watched it too. So I'm sure that's a, yeah, kind of a surreal little piece of news that they took, they got. So I never like watched it from like start to finish. So like, I'm not a, like a friend's head by any means, but um, like, it was always one of those shows that was like on in the background as I was growing up. Like my mom would watch it. You know, my grandma would watch it. Uh, just like you said, partners other family members from their families have like watch it around us it's their favorite show um and so like i would i like i know a lot of the episodes and a lot of the jokes and the things in it um and matthew perry was always my favorite uh that's like well matthew perry and joey but like i i would say it's their dynamic together that was my favorite um Mm. but that is that is just so sad that yeah that we that we lost Matthew Perry yesterday. That is that R.I.P. R.I.P. Matthew Perry. Yeah, and condolences to family members and and all that. I'm sure this is a kind of a whirlwind time. Yeah, absolutely. And now the dead silence after we yeah, talk about the like, dead person. <laughs> like again, I, I, there's, I don't want to attempt any. Like, no. Like, oh, we're doing a moment of silence. 
Oh, I think we should probably. Okay. Oh, well, we that there we go. I mean, thought that was definitely the moment of silence, guys. Well, you, okay. need, to, you need to say that. Well, we can do absolutely do a moment of silence. We did, and then we just we just kind of ended it without really saying either the beginning or the ending. Um, okay. Let's right, uh, let's yeah. wake up to Alan Wake. Two. Oh God! One <laughs> horror into another. Uh. Okay, so tell me a little bit about it, guys. I have no idea what's going on with Alan Wake 2. Aaron, would you like to um, switch off every single word? Because I'm pretty sure we're in sync right now. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, we did it. <laughs> it's working. Oh, yes, my God. Um, you go first, Sam. You go first, Okay, let's open up. Uh, let, like, I'll do a quick little synopsis of what you probably should know about... Um, the game before starting this, or at least kind of give you an idea of what you need to be doing before you can jump into Alan Wake 2. Because it's not one of those sequels that you can just be like, I never played Alan Wake or Control, and I'm just going to go ahead and start with number two. You're going to be confused, very scared, and um, yeah. So Probably really um, frustrated. Yeah, probably. Um, Alan Wake was a game that came out in 2010. It was made by Remedy Entertainment, who also made games like Max Payne, Control, Quantum Break, um, and then Wake. It is about a writer who, um, along with his wife, goes to the Pacific Northwest, uh, kind of like the Washington area, to a town called Bright Falls. He and his wife stay at this cabin that is on the middle of the lake, which is like a beautiful scenery. Uh, but the first night uh, that they're there, his wife Alice tells him that she brought him there not as a vacation but more as a way for him to get rid of his writer's block. Um, and right away that makes Alan really angry and um, leaves right after the power goes out to the cabin and Alice is deathly afraid of the dark. Uh, when he stormed out, he kind of gets to a fair distance away from the cabin, hears Alice scream. He runs back inside. He sees the silhouette of her drowning in the lake and tries to dive after her. About a week after, or he blacks out for a week and then wakes up in a car accident um, with then finding a manuscript page in the back of his car. The manuscript page is a description of exactly what happened like to the T when he crashed his car and wakes up. So throughout this entire game, you find these manuscript pages in Alan's writing, mind you, and every single one of these things has either come true or will come true. And you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Where's Alice and what you can do to get her back. Um Aaron, you want to do control? It's a pretty good synopsis of it. Man. I'm hoping that gets people like to like, oh, okay, I'm down to play that. Or at least like watch a, a YouTube kind of Let's Play. It's, it's so strange to talk about control in reference to Alan Wake because when you're, when you're playing the first one, there is absolutely zero inclination that there is going to be something like control coming after a story yeah. like Alan Wake. Mm -hmm. Um you're just kind of like, is, sorry before you go into that one there is one other game that you would probably want to play but i have not because it was an xbox exclusive called quantum break 
Um, and that's all I can say about it because I I've, don't know much about it. I've never played that one either. Wait a minute. Yeah. Now that you say that, is yeah. it the main guy from Quantum yeah. Break? Yeah. We'll get to there. No fucking way. You've mm-hmm. got to be kidding me. No mm-hmm. fucking way. Oh, guys, I'm freaking out. This game, Alan Wake, is a culmination of so many different things that I did not realize. Oh, my God. Um, wow. Okay. I'm happy for you. That's <laughs> awesome. No, that's awesome. Holy shit. Dude. Okay, so what's going on in Control? Okay, yeah, sorry. The realization of who plays the main character in Quantum Break and and realizing that they are also in Alan Wake 2 just kind of blew my mind. Um, Anyways, Control. Control kind of took me by surprise, especially when I found out that it was related to Alan Wake because the game kind of just throws you into this. There is no explanation. There is no real um, just synopsis of what you're going to be doing when this game starts. Um, you are Jesse Faden. That's her name, right? Jesse Faden? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're Jesse Faden. You are looking for your brother, Dylan Faden. That you are, you, there's this strange voice in your head that you keep hearing, but with no real knowledge of what's talking to you or what's going on. And you are plopped in front of a building in New York City. It, on the front of the building, it says Federal Bureau of Control, and you just walk on in. There are no people. There is nothing like there. There's just nothing in the building other than you. And there, oh man! At the beginning of the game, is there a portrait of her on the wall yet, or is it still no, not yet, it's, not uh, yet. It's still trench, yeah. Okay, it's still trench. Oh my god! But the voice in your head is telling you that this building is where your brother is, and this is where you you need to find him. After you walk in this building, you are sent down the one of the deepest rabbit holes in video games that I have ever played, and you begin to learn about what the Federal Bureau of Control actually does and fight in the fight against the Hiss, which is this otherworldly entity similar to the darkness in Alan Wake um, that has permeated the, let's say, the the border of reality between the real, what we know is the real world and where the hiss is from. Um, you, man, like there's just so much more to like go into the actual story of this, but there, in short, there's like objects of powers and they begin to name, or excuse me, I should say what an object of power is. Objects of power, which hold powers of this otherworldly, entities and abilities that come from these other dimensions which we don't really know where these other dimensions are we just know they exist um and how people can learn to utilize those objects it is through these little details like objects of powers and description of things like altered world events that the federal bureau of control sees over that we begin to learn about different things that happened in alan wake that now have a name, whereas we, before we just knew them as freaky shit that was going on <laughs> in, in, in a game that we had no idea what was really happening. Um, but with the with the Federal Bureau of Control and Control or Federal Federal, oh well, you know that that made sense. Federal Bureau of Control and the game Control, um, we now have learned more of the like nitty gritty behind what is really going on with Alan Wake. Uh, except except for the fact that we really have no idea whatsoever. <laughs> I, 
it's, it's hard to follow, but that's kind of the point of Alan Wake. So, so just mm-hmm. bear with us. Um, I don't want to give away too much more as far as control goes, because that's still probably one of my favorite PlayStation 4 games to come out yeah. ever. So if you haven't played it, you definitely should go back and play it. Um, and I mean, from there, you are all set for Alan Wake 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we said, we we're just going to talk about like mechanics and things for Alan Wake 2, right? Right, Sam? Yeah, I will say like. So in the beginning of the control, when Jesse Fading goes in there or he goes into the building, she like mentions that there like there's a poster on a wall, and then you think that this room that you're in is always is like all the reality, and sometimes something will crawl from outside of the poster or right behind the poster, mm-hmm. and like the illusion is essentially, you know, this something crosses over into us from those different dimensions. And you just can't either comprehend it and ignore it, or you just kind of like are drawn to figure out what is going on there. And you try to like peek behind it. Mm-hmm. Alan Wake 2 is like if the wall just like came crashing down <laughs> and you could like see everything all at once. It is like I just played the first portion with Saga. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Shall we probably set up a little bit more about the characters and stuff? Like who you're playing in the in this game? And oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. Before we get excited and deep, dive, dive, yes. dive too deep into something. So Alan Wake Two, you do not start as the uh, as the protagonist that you normally would think of. Alan Wake, you start as this new character, Saga Anderson, who is an FBI agent, not FBC, not the Federal Bureau of Control, FBI, who's coming into. Um, work a murder case really um mm-hmm. it it's it's framed around a cult that is in the area and it is this cult is heavily tied I, I like i don't even know fully how deep the cult goes into this but the cult is tied to the events that have happened in alan wake one hey aaron what do you remember the symbols that the cult has the two pyramids yeah. Yeah, I know. And I've been looking at that the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. why are there two pyramids layered on top of each other? Yeah, they're intersecting on top of each other, side by side. Yes. Yeah. And I, I know. Okay. And so, so people, what we're referring to is in these pyramids is throughout Alan Wake so far, there, there are a number of, of symbols that are pyramids. And throughout the game control, the symbol of an upside down pyramid was heavily prominent like you -hmm. could not go anywhere without seeing an upside down pyramid um it represented these other world well i guess yeah these otherworldly entities known as the board who were a a fair amount of control over the federal federal bureau bureau of control yeah yeah they they were a heavy influencer of the director of of the of the federal bureau of control um so they, they played heavy hand in, in any events that would happen in Control. E- either way, they haven't been mentioned directly yet. But the fact that all of these pyramids and things that look exactly like the symbols that would come up in Control and the fact that other things are directly referenced from Control in this in, in Alan Wake 2 already is yeah, showing uh, that Control is going to be a huge part of this game. Um, it's kind of funny because 
Saga Anderson, the 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 new main character, like she's kind of like learning all of these things about the FBC in the area now that she's there investigating. It's just mm-hmm. like, what the hell? Like, what is with this department? Like, F these guys. Like, they're just like getting in the way of my investigation. <laughs> it's pretty freaking. Have you heard any of the radio shows yet, Sam? Oh, they're hilarious. They're so funny. It was like one that you find on the main street. Exactly. The old lady who's like, this is how I, this is our schedule and then all this other stuff. And then out of nowhere, this other voice is like, oh yeah, I hate that. And you're like, what the, who are you? He's like, I don't know how to get off. I couldn't hang up the phone. He's like, you never hung up? You've been here the whole time? Dude. Okay. No, there's another one. When you first get to the town. And it's this, it's the same old guy that you're referring to, but it's when he was actually on the line. And so Pat, he's like, (laughs) he was like, he's like, okay, so I tried to get the meteorologist, this, this girl on the show, but unfortunately she was out of town. So we had to get her father, who's like a retired meteorologist for this. He's like, I'll just call him Joe because I don't remember his actual name, but hey, Joe, like, how's it going? Good. He's like, uh... (laughs) Well, that's good. How's how's the weather looking outside today? It's gonna rain. <laughs> He's like, um, all right. Any idea of when it's gonna stop? No. <laughs> it just kept going. It was the funniest, just deadpan humor. That oh my, like holy shit! I was like dying laughing listening to this radio show on it. So they have intermingled humor into this horror <laughs> game and i fully did not expect it mm-hmm. like and it doesn't feel like disconnected at all like no. everything is like yeah it's still in the this whole universe it's yeah great it all fits it all um and the, the like the things that characters say to each other in this are really funny too like, like, mm-hmm. like they don't feel disjointed in any way. Like, it feels like an actual conversation that would be happening in real life. And it, if that makes sense, I don't know. Like, a lot of times, like writing in video games can be very uh, clunky and and just like choppy, but repetitive. Yeah. yeah. Um. Or or even just cookie cutter. And this, like, even yeah. mm-hmm. even just like this this uh the what's the word? Like, just the ambient dialogue like the stuff just you can hear in the background just kind of going is so worth listening to it's yeah Yeah. i stand there and i listen Mm -hmm. i did the same thing was like oh i'm kind of like just looking at this conversation and and they'll like talk back and forth and then there's kind of like look at you and they're like okay and then we'll just keep on conversation (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh uh, oh that's a good point dude Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah, like when you walk up to a person, they actually look and make eye contact with you before like going back and doing what they're going to do, like and not in like a very like weird way. I don't man. So there's a Would you have seen this person yet? No, you wouldn't have. Okay, I'm glad I caught myself. You you meet someone. You meet someone at some point and mm-hmm. I like after I was done interacting with this person, um, they went back to doing what they were doing and, um, I left and walked away and I came back and the person like 
while still doing what they were doing, kind of just looked over at me real quick, like someone would do if you walked into a room just to check them out. Mm-hmm. And, and went back to doing what they were doing. And then he kind of like bent down and like brushed my foot away because he needed oh, to get what? something. Dude, it was so strange. I, I like oh, maybe cool. maybe I misinterpreted what I saw and it was just like the, my positioning in that moment. But I swear to you that he was like asking me to like move so that way he could get it to do what he was doing. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right. Let's 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 let's. Uh... <laughs> Zoom out a little bit and go bigger, bigger, bigger scope here. Um, gameplay. I know I can I can talk about details forever, but we would be here all day. Yeah, very true. Um, so I guess what's the biggest difference? Why why is one of this game a game that you can't just pick up? Um, you guys mentioned at the beginning how it's not like a normal sequel game where it's you'll, not made. You'll just be lost. It's made for. Yeah, it's like akin to if you were to not know any superhero, like any Marvel superhero at all, yeah. you, you had no idea. Like for some reason, you just woke up one day and then you're like, hey, I'm going to go to the movie theater. And the right. first movie that you went to go see was Endgame. That's kind of where, not, not, not as bad because you're not going and playing or like watching like almost 100 hours of content to get to that one movie. But you will be lost. If you have okay, so it's not like it's not like one of those ones where there's I interpreted it more like gameplay wise where it just puts you into the game without any real direction or it doesn't how to play uh I mean to some extent it doesn't it starts off pretty simple you just you just go forward yeah uh yeah um but I mean I guess <laughs> even I was confused when that when it first landed but even after okay, I like figured it out, I'm just like, oh, I still need to remember a couple things from that game. But luckily, I played it recently. Um, not that I, you need to like learn every single detail, but because I like this world that's been crafted, I do. I I would I like love having that refresher before going into it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's kind of like how it's immersive. Then it's not really holding your hand in any way. It yeah, the game it doesn't. Yeah. Okay, like, uh, I'm I'm glad that Which, you brought that back up. Mm-hmm. Because uh, like the one of the big gameplay portions, at least for the ones that I've played so far with Saga uh, and you know her being an FBI agent, you are at your core a detective, right? You're trying to figure out what's going on because you don't know like Jesse Faden and like she like her knowledge of the entirety of this kind of universe and ocean that is surrounding our reality. So you're just like this person any kind of person like that and then you're getting slowly exposed by these things crawling out of that poster and you're trying to make sense of all that so the gameplay of her uh along with kind of the alan wake gameplay which like is darkness entity make sure it's shine light and then um incapacitate with a, a gun of some sort you are also trying to find clues in these areas. And I, I love this portion of the, the game where you can go into this. Uh, and if you've ever heard of the mind place uh, technique where you in your head will craft a room or a house and use that to kind of. Um, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, exactly. Like Sherlock Holmes it. But. They did that in gameplay form. So you have this like 
board, this wall of of a like of cases, like you would have in a just kind of like with strings attached to everything, and all those pieces of information you can kind of reference, and you can kind of piece all this stuff together, and it's just so intuitive and kind of you kind of just feel badass because you're solving this crime and it doesn't even feel like a daunting task it feels like it's a really fun puzzle that you want to solve and on that same note as you go and you solve those puzzles like this is that's sort of what i mean by the game doesn't hold your hand you in alan wake one and in most games like this, like an RPG story driven game, you're given markers and like mm-hmm. um, something to, like a beacon, some sort of thing to let you know where you're supposed to go next. So far that has been non-existent in this game. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you need to listen to what you're, what they're talking about. You need to then go to your mind place and put your cases together because as you put those cases together, you figure out the information needed to go to the next place. Um, I, I found myself, I was driving myself crazy at one part because I kept going around in a circle trying to do something that I didn't need to do because I just didn't put together the, the correct information yet. So once I went back into my mind place, figured out the correct information, I realized, oh, shit, I've been walking around in a circle here when all I needed to do was walk over here. And I would have, like, saved myself a bunch of time. So, yeah, I, like, you may, you, like, it might be, like, call it, like, I might have just been dumb there and not gone over there. But regardless, there is nothing that will tell you to go over there. That is my point. You need to know to use all your resources, use everything that you have at your capability in the game to figure out what you need to do next. And then and then figure out how to get there from where you're at, because it won't tell you that either. (laughs) Usually. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to bring up before we want to go into like the quantum break ish character, Aaron? Oh man. Okay. okay. So really quick about Quantum Break. Yes. Um, it's owned by Microsoft. Okay, so it's like a piece of IP. Oh, well, interesting. Then how did they? Okay, and then hmm. the second thing, Quantum Break and Max Payne are not going to be a part of the Remedy Connected universe. It was said in a quote from Sam Lake. So that's what, exactly, but that's what Alex Casey is. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think they're so caught out of. Of yeah, including Max Payne. Max Payne is yeah, you're right, exactly. That's what I always tell people too. Technically, Max Payne is not included in this, but Alex Casey is, which is supposed to be Max Payne, right? Which, so it essentially is. Oh, interesting. So that means okay, this actually makes a little bit more sense as to why a certain character looks different. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah. You're talking about the yeah. Okay. Yeah, Lance Riddick's character from from Quantum Break. Also, the fact that he's not here anymore, but yeah. Yeah, RP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in the quote, it says the easy, clear answer is that out of our past games, Max Payne and Quantum Break are not part of the Remedy Connected Universe. Like said, they are not part of Remedy's plans. Okay. Which, but, but that makes sense too, because they, they can just do exactly like they did with Alex Casey. And like, you know, if they just change the the name of that, you know, Quantum Break, whatever it is, they can kind of do the same thing. Um, there's seen it with like DC and Marvel. They do that all the time. Hmm. 
Like, there's literally two Hulk. Like, there's a Hulk in the Marvel Universe. There's a Hulk in the DC Universe. Yes, he that is. makes sense. Oh, man. So, okay, and then, I mean, I'll, I'll brush up on it just so I can kind of get an idea of what mm-hmm. the characters are. Um, yeah. But I, at least knowing that I don't technically need to know too much about it. Well, it's like, so for... like I don't technically need to know too much about Max Payne to know. Yeah. Alex. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Other than knowing that there's a character that, you know, there, there was a game series that this case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, so how many characters do you guys play as real quick? Two. Two. Just two. Alan and Saga. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Hold on. With this whole quantum break thing now. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. sheriff. Yeah, dude, same character, same same actor at least. The sheriff, yeah, exactly. But but we know before he, right before something happens, you see, by what I'm assuming was supposed to be Lance Riddick's character. Yes, like, I mean, okay, you see, you haven't gotten to Lance Riddick's character yet, but Mm -mm. we've seen him already in the trailers that he's in the game. Yes, and he's prominent in Alan's kind of portion of things i want to say because i've seen the trailer and they're kind of interacting on this yes kind of late night show yes exactly that that's what i was gonna say like yeah i didn't want to spoil too much if you didn't know it but yeah he's he's a prominent part of alan's story as you as you start that i mean i haven't gotten too much further past that yet but um, i think i know why dude it's okay but that like how can it not be part of this then because you have now Two main characters from the Quantum Leap game in break. Quantum, Quantum Break. Quantum, sorry, Quantum Leap is the TV show. <laughs> in the Quantum Break game, that wait, Quantum Break TV series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they intertwined the TV series with the game itself as well. Oh, it was like one of their kind of in um, experimental tries at, at something new. okay i didn't know that um well regardless then the main character of quantum break and like lance red i don't know if he was a main character or what in this but they were in he was both, the main antagonist okay actually. prominent prominent people how are this how is it not intertwined into alan wake other than what we've already talked about in the sense that they probably can't use the name or, or like the actual title of it um yeah. and we'll just intertwine it the same way that they've changed it Max Payne to Alex Casey. I think that's going to be the, the situation there. They'll, they'll most likely change names around and a couple other things and kind of keep the core of it the same. Enough where they won't get sued. <laughs> Dude, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And this is why we're saying like you need to know about all the other games that Remedy has done before. Because if yeah. you don't, you're not going to get the full effect of yeah. everything we're freaking out about right now in Alan Wake. But I think they're kind of smart about it, too, where they they kind of did trim out the ones that you don't need to play. Mm-hmm. But if you know about it, awesome. You have, you know, you've done, your, you've done extra credit. Uh, but... As long as you've had played Alan Wake 1 and Control, then I think that yeah. you should be good to go. Yeah. Totally. I can get behind that. For That's sure. not even that bad. That's only two games. Mm-hmm. And two great games, too. Alan yeah. Wake being really quick. It's, I mean, it's 2010, so gameplay is still fun, but, you know, nothing like mind-blowing by, these, by today's standards. And then Control just having 
one of the best gameplays I've ever had. I've ever like seen in a in a video game. It takes they're they're both pretty intense intense playthroughs though. I won't lie. Like like to to, yeah, to get yeah. into it, especially Alan Wake, um you really have to dedicate you know some time to read and understand what's what's going on in the world around you to really get the full effect. So yeah. Or if you want to do if you want to just play the game, get the main story, go on like a YouTube channel like Game yeah. University and then you got like all the stuff you need. For sure. That 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 is a good idea. Especially I would say for Alan Wake One, that's a great idea. Um yeah. Control, you should play it. That that game is just a blast. Yes. Oh my god. Finding all the secrets and just like reading all the documentation, which sounds like a bore, don't get me wrong, but it is it it is a lot of fun like just finding a new piece of like a file or something and the even humor like memos between yeah exactly every, like even memos between departments i'm like this is hilarious i want i'm happy i got to see this little slice of life of some of like people working in this crazy insane like building they also do uh, a, they do a great job of uh intertwining music with their video games too like all of their games do. Heavily, yeah. uh, music is a big part of it, um, and they have a lot of like side quests and side things that you can do with that. Um, but uh, yeah, if you like music, these are definitely the games for for you. Are you guys both playing this on PS Five? Yeah. Yes. Are you? How's adaptive triggers and everything like that on it and the three D sound? Three D sounds that. amazing. Actually, there's one fight in the very beginning where I actually relied on the th- like the audio to figure out where this person was coming from uh, in the very beginning is it is it uh mm-hmm. is it nightingale yeah okay dude that fight was so scary <laughs> no. so oh, scary that, so many reasons this Not game is really scary yeah. oh dude yeah they 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 this game there is no censorship period like yeah, no yeah, no attempts really to oh, awesome. this is m for mature oh it is and it is brutal wow i can't believe we didn't talk about this before this game is fucking brutal you yeah, shoot at their heads you see their face blowing off it's like gross. oh like off not just yeah yeah no like you see you start to see skull like skull skulls start to ble- like bleed through you see the meat hanging like it is it's, gross yeah yeah Oh my I'm like, god! I'm like, I usually kind of queasily just walk over. I'm like, I'm not looking. It's fine. I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't do that. Wasn't me. In the scene where they're actually go. chopping up Nightingale, <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. What the fuck? Like oh, that is. That was... I did not expect that in the first like first part of this game. Like, holy shit! Yeah. No spoilers, That's, but but it is. What we're saying, yeah. It. Just be ready for it to be like, okay, got it. Yeah, this is the kind of game I just signed up for. Lots of jump scares, lots of jump scares, but like lots of actually horrifying it stuff too. Feel, it doesn't feel like cheap jump scares. Yep. I'm just like I legitimately felt fear in like that bit, and yep. it felt like it's intentional, not just like ha you know, this is a horror movie situation. I agree. Um, all right. Is uh, it mostly gunplay, or is it more like control? Where um, when I was watching Sam play control, it was like, was it? Astro, not Astro Protection. Control is Medics. more of an action uh, game, okay. whereas this one's survival horror. Or survival, yeah. Yeah. The shooting. You're going to want to, like, especially. Resident Evil yeah. kind of 
reminiscent. If you uh, have inventory management. Yeah, they do. It's so fun. I love that, like mm-hmm. expanding my my bag. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I love that it, dude. You're not gonna, you're not there. Yet, but, so it's it's different for each person. So you oh, okay. you you find your upgrades for for each person like differently, and it, it's just it's so cool. Um, but uh, you need to like as you get up on the higher difficulty, you're not gonna want to use like all your bullets. You know what I mean? As far as mm-hmm. as far as yeah, I can I'd tell. Imagine. Just when like in the first Alan Wick. Yeah. When I was fighting Nightingale, I ran out of ammo and I was freaking the fuck out. Like I was just like <laughs> running around, like scrambling. Like, like, Holy shit. And dodging is not <laughs> as easy as it seems. Like you try mm-hmm. and dodge and you'll get whacked if you go the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in the first the first Alan Wake, as long as you hit the right button, then you're fine. Yeah. Like there's no cinematic pause or anything like that. You just gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we talk about the um, kind of like just like the interactions between characters, like like Sam Lake being in the game? Oh, uh, well, kind of like just the like Saga and Alex Casey, and then or like Saga and other characters, and and all this like the subtleties. You're gonna have to give an example. Yeah, yeah. So when like even in the first cutscene when you are um in the car with Alex Casey. You guys are just kind of like talking back and forth mm-hmm. or like, well, the first thing is you're talking to your daughter and then you kind of have the phone and you can like have this little, you have this banter with him. Like in that small little bit of banter and then they're like coffee synchronized sip. It like it exhumed just like these are actual people and they've they've been together for a long time. Yeah. Or at least like they know each other. Mm-hmm. And. um, Like. You don't have to learn more. I mean, you will. You want to learn more, but you can like, oh, okay, that's their like that's their dynamic. I love that, you know. Um, and that follows through the entire time. Like they can't, they do like it's not just new location. So let's go ahead and have this type of banter. It's like it just flows so nicely from wherever they started off and where they're going, and then what they're doing in that moment, and then onward and forward. And their personalities are also still grounded as they talk to the people around them, like the sheriff and then the deputies. And like they'll have little kind of jokes that they not really joke, like callback jokes to themselves, mm-hmm. but they'll be like, yeah, they're still fucking idiots, aren't they? Um, <laughs> and it's just so cool to see. And then like you can tell that like, they're, she, they're genuine people because of the way they interact with like the uh, victims that that like you're kind of um getting information out of uh like they seem so real and like well written and like it's really great sure well, i mean yeah any any thoughts on that Aaron? so i know exactly what you're talking about and i feel like i got completely different vibes from what you're referring to i i totally Ooh. agree at the fact that the interactions between people feel very natural and and like it doesn't feel like a video game like interaction when you see it happening or even when you're interacting with someone but like mm-hmm. going back to the thing you mentioned where you're like they're in sync sipping their coffees they're doing this it happens multiple times where yeah. they they both like and it's like they're both looking in a direction and they take a sip and it's like literally the same hand the same cup the same like like everything's like the same animation like yeah like hand, yeah and, and i'm like why are they showing it like this like like this side by side thing like 
like this mirror image of each other. And there's something that happens when you get to Alan that mm. kind of it has made me even more wary of Alex Casey. Um, oh, okay. And I don't know for sure what they're going to do with this, but I, I have like from, from the beginning, like I have been very like kind of like had like a very suspicious feeling of him, of, of Alex Casey at the FBI agent in the game. I, I, I don't know what it is about it, but he just like, Something about the way he looks at you sometimes and something about the way that like uh he he talks about things like it it, it he just very much left a bad feeling in my stomach whenever like I was playing as Saga. Um and but but I think that's kind of the point too. Like I think like what you said is completely valid in the sense that like, yeah, that would make sense. Someone who would be partners with someone for so many years that would start to mirror mannerisms and would start to like know each other so well that like they could do something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Like it's not far off at all, which is why I'm like, holy shit. When you put it that way, like now I don't know if maybe I'm just like being paranoid about this guy or not, or if this is just like a red herring Um, or, well, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say like I, so I I get what you're saying. So like you've, you're not really trusting Alex Casey, but you still have that, like, yeah, they know each other situation. Like, they're... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're saying, like, we're. I don't think either of us are, like, overlapping each other on this one. I think both are valid. Um, I just haven't gotten to that part yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it doesn't mean that, at the same time, it doesn't mean that the genuineness is also not there. So sure. there's definitely some more things to uncover, which is why I'm just like, I want to learn more. Oh, yeah. And I want to know like more about them. Oh, yeah. There's just so much lore in this game to to uncover. And it, it is, it is, I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Any last things on this one? Um, I think I think I've said everything I want to say about it right now. It's just it's, so far I'll give it, it, it it's it's an amazing game. It, it truly is it, it is meeting any expectation that I may have had about what a sequel for Alan Wake may be and blowing it out the water at the same time. Yeah, agreed on that one. Any um like gripes with it as of right now where you guys are at? Any lags or this game kind of came out pretty good without needing any updates and patches. Um, I, I didn't have any issues with it. Any frustrations yeah, I that know. I had were my own fault. Like, I just didn't, I wasn't <laughs> yeah, doing sure. the right thing. My frustration comes from just the fact that I haven't had enough time to play more of it. So, um, <laughs> I'm pretty, I mean, who knows? My opinion might change by the end of it, but I highly <laughs> doubt it at the same time. That's also what's really awesome. It's a game that came out without needing a big patch update to day one patch update. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't need it to be fixed or anything. It just came out. They released a nice product. Yeah. Yeah. That was part of the reason I wanted it on the PlayStation as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They really, they actually did pay attention to the console version this time around, like really well. And I think going with that too, Spider-Man. Yes. Another. Really sick. Mm-hmm. They only one day one patch, which was not necessary at the end of the day. It was just to fix some iron, like small little ironed out bugs. Um, that's amazing. You don't really hear that because usually they'll like ship it. They'll go gold. They'll ship it. 
and they're like, you need to download this like 10 gigabyte patch right before you play it. So um, yeah, to enjoy it. And you're like, okay, I guess that's fine. But just like Alan Wake, Spider-Man, it's just by sound of it, it was a great launch. Um, yes. And not only a great launch, it's a great game in general. Right. Um, so far, I was telling Sam a little bit earlier that, uh, Aaron, did you ever play any of the old PS2 Spider-Man games? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I I remember playing the ones on PlayStation 1. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, when you're being yeah. chased by, uh, what is it, like, Carnage or Venom through the through the vent system at the end of the game. Oh, and then God, uh, that was so scary as a kid. Yeah, for sure. And then Spider-Man 2 came out on, what, the PlayStation 2? Um, mm-hmm. And it was, like, Doc Ock that you fought, I think, that was it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like the World Spider-Man game? Yeah, I remember those. So the coolest thing about this game is how it kind of hits on this in different ways. Um, some of the ways I saw that was when you first open up the game, the prompt menu and the sound sounds like it is like from the PS2 version, where it's kind of like, ding, ding. And then the icons are very flat and very 2000s era, but it seems so seamless and so uh fluid when you're choosing the design and also like some of the missions that we do nowadays are in spider-man 2 phenomenal Mm -hmm. Um, i ran into an interaction where i put out a burning fire and next to me was like a guy injured and i had to drop him off at the hospital and it just reminded me of spider-man 2 when you had to like drop people off at the hospital or like do these little side missions but yeah so seamless there's no loading time aaron that's so cool um another cool thing i don't know what the what it's called but like when you're saving people or you're running into fights sometimes miles will be there or sometimes i haven't had it where and, peter's been there though huh so I, I do love like so i actually got one of those moments somewhat early-ish in i don't want to say it because that's technically a spoiler <laughs> all right yeah so no i'll just say like another I, I met another character and um is before a, some stuff goes down is it a character kind of in the trailer to see yeah yeah all right, well you can say it then people know it's uh, in the game oh, but not but not in the way we're, we're talking about right oh now. okay but it's cool. Like I did have that interaction, like that kind of hero on hero, like helping out, and then just like going your separate ways. Yeah. Oh my god, that was such a fun. I think I know what mission you're talking about now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it Wolverine? This is like the silence. <laughs> I actually didn't hear what you said. Is it Wolverine? <laughs> oh damn it! <laughs> I only guessed on that. Here <laughs> he flies in. Oh really? That'd be insane. Out. No. Oh, you guys suck. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> no, but the team combo in this game—it feels like something that uh, Arkham Knight or Gotham Knights was supposed to be. Oh, you know what? Yeah. This oh, game should have been like God. Yeah, because the way that. So when you think of like a two-player game with two characters, right? Just like Alan Wake. Um, the way that they do it is kind of like you go into your phone and app. And you click on a different mission, or you can even switch by just calling them, like quote unquote calling them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So then you do the thing, and then you switches over, pretty seamlessly. I mean, there's some parts of it where they're like kind of gamey, where if you're one character and you go to a mission, you have to switch out, and then the big prompt comes up. 
but the really nice thing about it is like how transverse it is and how immersive it feels like when you're encountering the other character in your in your playthrough mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think that out of like it it was such a cool experience for me just to be able to like swoop swing around and then just hear miles voice off in the distance like oh he's fighting something we go check it out and then oh that is cool yeah and how when you there's like a there's like a side mission right now where it's sandman objectives so you just collect a crystal break the crystal do your thing but in order to break it you have to fight a bunch of sand monsters uh what's really nice is that it isn't like something you load into but there is actual sand particles flying in the air there's actual like wind disturbances in there that you just go into yeah they they mentioned that on one of the like lead up videos to the game where they wanted to actually incorporate visual cues for side missions where you can still do that scan and you can see a little symbol at the very top but having that like oh i know what that is i'm gonna go ahead and go there and not have yeah yeah not have to constantly be pinging the um with you know your whatever spider sense or whatever yeah radar um or like kind of a seconds. real event happening that you can see instead of just mm-hmm. like looking for a marker on the map that is cool right. yeah. that is definitely more yeah. immersive and then the other one is just like so you can fly in this game kind of you can glide you can no, you, I mean, to certain, certain extent you can, you can fly <laughs> yeah you, you can keep going keep spinning around and just go forever um, yeah the you can see things really far away in this game Oh, you're right. Yeah, it doesn't. There's no loading buffer, and it's not like one of those things where it's a backdrop of like scenery and nothing's loaded. It's actually stuff is interacting off very far away. Yeah, the the draw distance that you can see from like a skyscraper that's really high up is so cool. Like, and it looks really tall. Like you feel like it's like you're high up in the air. It's like I can't really describe it. You need to yeah you. You need to give it a try. It, it's like amazing technologically and like everything on this game, actually technologically story um, gameplay. It is really cool what they were able to pull off. And then you can actually see like every little bit of game that Insomniac has like made in the past uh, PS4 and PS5 lifespan in this in terms yeah. of just like they, yeah, yeah. they learned and then they implemented, and then they like reiterated, and then they kept going. They like they went the whole software developer route, and it's awesome. That's yeah, cool. honestly, that's such a really cool way of thinking about that. Like they're taking all their best pieces and they're like treating it as like not just a game but software. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tool that they can use, and like, hey, yeah. this makes sense for this portion of the game. Let's like we can either polish it up if we need to, or just we just we we use what we have because it's that good. Yeah. And I like how the system is for like choosing your gadgets now and doing combos. Mm. Um, I felt like in the Spider-Man One and Miles Morales, it was kind of clunky to switch out to go to the scrolling of different like spider Oh, okay, yeah, like you slow down time. Yeah, right. I like how now it's just like it's a combo. Like now, Aaron, instead of going through a scrolling menu, you have like a select few moves, and it's like R one X, R one square, or L one square and things like that it's more combo based versus uh you have to pull out another menu to i like that a different web yeah 
I mean, I w- I'm a big fan of like of the different types of gadgets and things that were in those games and like upgrading them and, you know, doing all that kind of crap. I don't, yeah. But uh, I think just for the how like having a fluid gameplay and like being able to utilize everything that they give you, uh, that is a much better way of doing things. Yeah, I I didn't even notice that I missed the gadgets as much in this game because there's just so many different right. things to combo with. Do you mm-hmm. still like, have uh mm-hmm. like do you still have the like the the super web shot where like it sticks people to the wall? No, no. But we, there are other one fun ones now. Like one uh, of them yeah. pulls people apart. But like one of them pulls everything in together. Yeah, so it, shoot in the air. it brings like five people in together, plus all the <laughs> objects that are grabbable. And then the next gadget you can use shoots everyone up in the air. So it's just like they clearly like clump up, and then they just go spring shot it up. It's a lot of fun. Is that still yeah. a mechanic at all in the game where you shoot people to the wall? Oh yeah, yeah, you can put yeah, people yeah, to the wall. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. That's it, easy. That's like my favorite way to, to fight people: <laughs> yeah. punch them a couple times, stun them, and then web them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Oh, um, I think it's cool. Oh, there's a parry mechanic. Oh, yeah. really? Like, yeah. some of the boss fights are very Dark Soulsy. Yeah, it, and it's like it. Each per each of them have different parries. Like, especially more Bloodborne timing. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's Bloodborne more so. Like Peter's timing for his parry is different than Miles' timing for his parry. That's and interesting. Mm-hmm. And like the parry system, it's there's two types, right? You can block and then take a little bit of damage, or you can block and then stun, right? Like Peter's one, they have like animations, which is cool. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. That makes it seem of the like right seamless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that... I think the parry system was a great inter- addition. Yeah, because it actually brought like a little bit of challenge into the the game, like something different. Yeah, I would like, say it's a pretty challenging game to just try. Yeah. I, I thought I couldn't play this game without getting damaged. And I'm like, oh. Like, honestly, the first one, I didn't feel like... I mean, there were some fights where I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, or like, I'm just like, oh, I guess I'll have to pay more attention to this one. But this one, I'm just like, god damn it. I actually died a couple times to, like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> it's just like, uh, It's actually, like, the health system is pretty good in this game, too. Yeah, you can have it where there's like a setting on it where you can restore health gradually or not restore health, and you have to use like sim packs. Mm-hmm. So this game is really it was a great it is a great game so far. Sounds fun. I want. And as someone who's finished the game, it is a great game the whole way through. Is it okay? Yes. Story's yeah. good. The story is really really good, and it implements so many different portions of Spider Man's like. History with the main... I mean, we we all know who the main villains are, so we know we have Kraven and we have Venom. Um, and some things are different, as they should be, because, you know, just, just going beat for beat on certain um, storylines just doesn't make too much sense. Right. But it's so well, like, interwoven and, like, based off of the first game and then all the characters, like... You will have like callbacks to the first game with That's different cool. characters from it's it's just so good. Like they actually were able to figure out all this new stuff that they wanted to to tell. The old stuff that they have already laid out and then bring that all together. And it still makes sense and you're engaged the entire way through. That's awesome. I'm yeah. definitely gonna be playing that after I finish uh well I wanna finish Final Fantasy after I finish Alan Wake, but then after that I'll play it. <laughs> 
Um, speaking of Final Fantasy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of Final Fantasy, um, I the reason why we were talking about that is because I just wrapped up playing Final Fantasy um, prior to Alan Wake. Well, I say wrapped up, and I mean that. <laughs> thank, thank you. Um, I mean that just because... I wasn't going to play Final Fantasy while I'm playing Alan Wake all of my time in, in playing video games right now, other than a multiplayer game or something is going to be in Alan Wake. Um, but I feel like I got through enough of it to be able to like to talk about it in a pretty, you know, full way. Um, I think I had like 25 hours into my gameplay and I looked it up and it was like a 35 hour, like uh, average finish time for the main story. So you know, I probably had like 10 more hours to go or something like that. But from, from what I've played, uh, I think I touched on this a little bit last week. But as far as, like, I, as far as Final Fantasy games, I look for, like, you know, strategy. I look for um, epic fight scenes. I look for very cool monster designs and um, a great story. Of that list, this game, Final Fantasy 16, I would say hit maybe half of those marks. Um, it, oh, it's not, it's not a bad game. It's 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 definitely a play. It's definitely a game that I think is worth playing. Um, but if I had to compare it to like just the the Final Fantasy before this one, Final Fantasy 15, I think Final Fantasy 15 story was ten times better than than Final Fantasy 16 story. Um, generally, uh, you, like, like, you get a party of people in Final Fantasy games, and generally in these, in in these, in these games, like, it it kind of goes into each of these parties' story a bit, and lets you know who they are as people, and how they are connected to each other, and, and, like, how, um, it, it just makes you really feel for them, uh, as they are friends and more and members of a group um empathy yeah yeah i like i thought 15 did a great job of doing that 16 like i have not gotten that sense of of like coming together with the characters yeah um yeah like clive the main like it's it's very much based around like a noble household like it's almost it's very game of thronesy um whereas the main characters were born of a noble house that was like destroyed. And so like, they were like, you know, their, their mother like sold them out to the emperor and like all this crap. And so they, their, their family was like destroyed and like, they had to like come like back together and like, uh, regain their followers and find a foothold. And like, they're just fighting back against the empire now, but it's like, this guy is, is fighting to be a king or something like that. And sure. I'm not really getting any sort of good side storylines into who his people are, who his friends are, or anything right. like that. They're just all kind of around this one guy. And he's not... If, it's, if he's a king, he should be able to have interactions with his people to make him bolstered up, to be able to like have better connection to care for right if you want to have a leader role 
Yeah, and I think that that's what they're trying to do, like, with the side quests and stuff, where, like, you go to all these people and you help them with what they need and, like, mm. you know, all this stuff. But, like, there's, like, this underlying story in, in the game where, like, some people are, are marked as bearers and other people aren't. And what it means is, mm. like, if you're a bearer, you can, like, you can use magic and the the bearers are persecuted against. And so, like... Like people treat them like dirt. Like they'll they'll say like, yeah. "Where's your master?" Like they're basically they they, they treat them like slaves, um, yeah. which is like terrible. And it's just like instead, like I like I like it's just very strange the directions that they go with this game, mm. and it feels um very just like they missed the mark on on the story for it. Like gotcha. the like I said, like the main character, he's. He's just not very relatable, in my opinion. Um, I gotcha. He's so, like, he is, like, everyone's leader. And so it's not like everyone's on the same level as him, if that makes sense. It's yeah. more like everyone's there to serve him. Um, I got you. He's, he's clearly outclassed and outleveled than everyone. But yeah. most of the fantasy games are, like, each person has their unique thing and trait that makes it a level playing ground. Yes. Like, obviously, Cloud might be the strongest, because he's a good sword fighter, but he can't heal for shit. He's not going to be Tifa fast. 100%. Everyone okay, had their own yeah, roles in that. This, you uh, you got the whole like package. Game, yeah, 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 in one person. Player. And that, yeah, and it, like, that's the thing. It, yeah, it's like, well, uh, okay. Um, well, how was the kaiju battles? Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Like, those things are good. Like, that, like, okay, the, that part, yeah. the, the kite, they looks really good. They're fun. Like, they're, they're more, just, like, they're very on the rails. Like, it's not like you can, like, run around and, like, do whatever. Actually, some of the fights are more arena-based, where, like, you are, like, one of the kaijus. Well, they call them icons. Let's call them icons, yeah. because that's what they're actually called. Um, uh, so, like, yeah, you're, like, in an arena, like, like, like fist fighting another icon or whatever, and, like, using your abilities. So, that's cool. Like, all of that was fun, and it looks really good. Um, but that's like kind of like the new thing like they needed to make sure that the story was solid for this like and it just like it, it wasn't there um yeah. with that being said if you like 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 i i think that the the, the leveling up system is fun in this game i think mm. that the like you get to like it, it kind of scratches the itch for like leveling up your gear and items and stuff like, because you, you level up your sword, you go to the crafting table, and you make a new sword, and it constantly, like, whenever you have something new, it tells you, so that way you can make something stronger, and the sword image changes, like, it looks like a cooler sword, so, like, oh, anyone yeah. who likes, like, upgrading loot and getting new loot and just getting stronger as you, like, go through and fight monsters, it's a fun game. Like, you, you're gonna enjoy it. So, mechanically, it's a great game. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's very similar to, to what you said about Spider-Man, where it's more combo-based now, and, like... You'll hit like you know square twice, then you hit triangle for a fire spell, and then you hit square again for a finisher, and do this for another like an ice finisher yeah. or something like that. So, um, it, it, it's the story's not there. No, it's not. I I gotta say, it's just not a memorable story at all. Uh, the way that many of the other Final Fantasy games are known to be. Um, so that that aspect was very disappointing. Uh, but it's not a bad game. If you like action games, if you like leveling up, if you like, you know, if you do like Final Fantasy games only and not action games, maybe this isn't the one for you. But um, if you enjoy giant monster fights, if you enjoy hunting bounties and leveling up your gear and you don't really care as much about the story, um, 
Final Fantasy 16's the game for you then. Uh, I I would maybe wait till it went on sale a little bit, but um, other than that, you're good. Are you gonna finish it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I I plan on finishing it and getting to the end of the story. Like I said, like I've been enjoying it. I'm not like against like it by any means. I just mean like uh, compared to other Final Fantasy games, it, it's not. It's just not there. Hmm. I think that's all then. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, that's yeah. the last that, that was our last topic for the day. Uh, like does anyone have any other questions about Final Fantasy before we wrap that up? Do I have to play the other 15 to understand what's happened in this one? Um yes, you have to play yeah. them all and you have to play you have to do all the side quests in all of them as well. Is it true that you have to go like you got to play one, then two, or then one, then three, then two, then five, then six, then four. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Close. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're close, but but that 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 order would would work too. It's fine. <laughs> Just so everyone knows. No, you don't. <laughs> None of the Final Fantasy games are interconnected. You don't have to play any of the other ones. <laughs> but I highly recommend. Final Fantasy X is my favorite for anyone that hasn't played one before. That is that story is is amazing. That story is beautiful. Oh my god! I hear yeah, I hear ten and seven are are the ones are most people's favorite ones. Yeah, ten. Oh frick, ten is kind of freaky. It's the first one that they had like voice acting in it. Um, so seeing their mouths moving sometimes, like in the and what words are supposed to be coming out of it, like ah. Um, there's an iconic like ah with their mouth not synced. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, exactly. There's an iconic scene from Final Fantasy X where they're like laughing, and like people have memed uh-huh. it for years, where it's just like, what the fuck is happening uh-huh. here? They're like ha 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 ha. Oh, I know that. One. <laughs> it's just awful. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's just uh, Final Fantasy X is is great, and, and if you've never played it, highly recommend it. There's a remastered version that you can do. Hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, but I I think that does bring us to the end of the show. Then, unless anyone else has something else to talk about, Callisto mm-hmm. Project is on PlayStation Plus for free. Oh really? Oh, I'm I guess. That up, I have that one that too. Cool? I got that when I got my graphics card. Yeah, Cusco Project is on is free for PlayStation Plus and Farming Simulator. Well, screw Calypso. I'm gonna play Farming Simulator. Okay. Alrighty. All right. Okay. So offside. Today is October twenty ninth, twenty twenty three. My name is Aaron, aka Gilgal Mush Mush. We have the gentleman in the middle whose name is. Sam, or the rural juror. <laughs> and we have the dinglehopper on the right, whose name is? Tedifer the dinglehoppers. <laughs> Tedifer the dinglehoppers. And I'm Kiki Mushmush. Hey. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and we are the jointly, plus Kiki Mushmush. And uh, thank you all for hanging out. We will be... Wait, next, next Sunday we will not be here. Um, the two other joints... Have a wedding to go to, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you said should? Like that. No, yes. Oh, okay. Yes, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm so no. confused. Um, well, we we will not be here for a show next Sunday, but I will be here streaming. Um, you can catch me here around the same time, 10.30 a.m. Central Time, 8.30 Pacific Time. And uh, y'all have a great day. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
Have a good one. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye